Hundreds gather in Los Angeles to protest a vaccine mandate. Kyle Rittenhouse's innocence has almost completely been proven on trial by the prosecutioners by accident, of course. And Pfizer CEO says people who spread misinformation on COVID vaccines are criminals. We're going to all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop the video like, subscribe to the notifications on your single day. If you can listen to Flip the show, the Joey Saladini show and all the podcast apps. Also, shows completely funded and supported by you guys. So if you become a super chat and if you're watching this live on YouTube, drop a super chat. I'll read out your super chats at the uh, and tomorrow's episode. If you uh, also want to support me by becoming a channel member, Facebook supporter, or even a Patreon member, it's greatly appreciated. I'll even shout you out uh, in the next episode if you guys support me there as well. I'll give you a nice little shout out. Anyway, guys, let's get right into this. So up on screen, I have a video of what appears to be thousands gathered to protest the Los Angeles vaccine mandate. This crowd includes LAPD, LAFD, and other city workers. Uh, this is a scene outside of LA City Hall. It's a pretty nice crowd. It's a very patriotic crowd, obviously, when conservatives are out there. It's very patriotic. But let's read. Well, first off, what I wanted to say is, off the bat, before we read this, I do want to say, leave. I left LA. I also left New York City. I was living in both places. I left and I moved to Vegas, figured I'd rather go to a swing state, add my pop, my, add my electoral vote uh, population to this state, diminish the other states, and help flip this state red. Uh, and you're only down by a few thousand votes. And I just want to say, there's a lot of people out there that are saying, fight for your town, fight, 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 whatever. I'm totally down for that. You're down by 1%, 5%, even maybe 10%. Yeah, stay there and fight. But we're talking about Los Angeles here. Just take a wild guess on how you think they voted in the most recent um, governor election with Gavin Newsom. Just take a wild guess. You think it's like 60, 40, 65, maybe? No. Uh, almost 71%, just under 71%, voted in favor of Gavin Newsom in Los Angeles, and 29% voted against him. To almost 2.1 million votes to 855,000 votes. We're talking about, I don't want to hear election fraud, okay? I don't want to hear it. We're talking about LA here, and we're talking about literally more than 2x. We're talking about, what was this, 1.2 million votes? We're talking margin 71 to 29? There's no hope. I'm sorry. This is the same stuff. We see the same exact trend amongst all these other Democrat cities. I hate to break it to you. Zero. There's, there's zero chance in hell. Um, San Diego is a lot closer. 57 to 42. Uh, let's see. San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco. 86 to 13. 86 to 13. There's no hope. San Fran, uh, Sacramento, 60 to 40. But then when you go to all these, like, these little bordering towns, it's a lot closer, 54 to 45, 61 to 38. And this is all in, 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 uh, against Newsom. There's one county, 72 to 27 against. But we're talking about literally 20,000 votes versus Los Angeles with nearly 3 million total. So I get it. I get it. You want to go down swinging. I get it. You want to go down swinging. This is, this is my hometown. I'm fighting for my hometown. Guess what? Um, if your ancestors said the same exact thing when they were in Europe or wherever they were, you wouldn't be here right now in the greatest country in the world. And they would not have helped build the greatest country in the history of existence. Okay? Because they, were, they decided, you know what? 
sometimes it's not worth fighting for anymore. Sometimes, hey, we got the odds stacked against us. It's just not going to work. And we got a better opportunity, better decisions to make over there where we can actually live free and do our thing. Let's go over there. They created the best country in existence. Now we're faced with that same exact situation. Hmm, we can stay in New York City. Hmm, we can stay in LA. We can stay in California. Stay in New York. Stay in, you insert Democrat shithole here. We can stay there or literally move a few miles away and literally live a 100% better life. Create a better life for your kids. Create a better life for whatever generations are going to be coming after you. Uh, after, yeah. Better life for your family. Better life for everyone around you. And you can actually be free and love life. Like, trust me. Moving to Vegas, 0% state income tax was probably literally the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Ever. Like, if you if I had to name one decision in my life that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made, it had to have been moving out of Democrat shitholes. I get it. Nevada is, is blue. But we're talking about 10, 20,000 votes, okay? We're not talking about, I think, Gavin Newsom won California by, like, 2 million votes, whatever it is. Like, we're, to- we're talking, like... Sorry to break it to you, New York and California Republicans and patriots out there. There is zero chance, there is zero chance in hell anytime within the next probably five decades that, that those places will flip red. And I'll be doing my show 50 years from now and I'll be saying the same exact thing. There's no, there really is no point, especially when your fellow patriots are already leaving. You're fighting a, a, literally a, bat, a, a downhill battle. Or an uphill battle. The uphill battle is even harder. So you're literally fighting an uphill ba- battle where shit's rolling down towards you. It just It's just not going to happen. Well, let's see. Now let's read. The March of Freedom protests in Grand Park was organized by Firefighters for Freedom. City employees are expected to get fully vaccinated by September 18th. Many of the demonstrations include firefighters, police officers, and sanitation workers. A retired LAPD detective said, I'm here to show support for the men and women in law enforcement the firefighters who work in, uh, those working in sanitation, who are here not to, how much against the vaccine. Okay, protesters explain that this is basically the same exact thing we're seeing going on in New York City as well. Protesters explain that they're not anti-vaccine, but do not support government government forcing a vaccine at the local or federal level. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the common thread, but they want to make you out to be anti-vax. A new measure to slow the spread of COVID requires citizens to show proof of vaccination or negative test uh, to enter indoor places such as restaurants, saloons, and theaters. Mayor Eric Garcetti's office released a statement Monday saying these rules are in place to keep uh, Angelinos safe and help us get the economy back to full strength as quick as possible. LA businesses have until, 29, until November 29 to adjust the new rules before the city begins inspecting if they do not comply, a warning will be given and they'll be fined $1,000 for a second offense. Additional violations will in- cause increased fines. Yeah, so, so forcing everyone to bend the bend the knee to your will, well, you know, I'm sure that will help the economy. I'm sure that will help the spread of COVID, too, as we see more cases there than uh, in Florida and Texas where they have no mandates. But, you know, hey, hey, keep doing what you're doing. See, there's, there's no point. There's no point. There's no point of fighting against these people at this point. There's not going to be any winning. It's just, and even if we do win, it will take a couple decades to even get the state the state back on track. We're talking about probably fifty to eighty years worth of work to get California going again. Whereas, or or you can put that work in, 
literally spent an entire lifetime of suffering and, and, and just grinding out work and try to help the state. Or you could, one, maybe work to get some of the bordering states to join maybe Nevada or Arizona. Or you could move your vote to a different state, move your influence to a different state, flip a swing state. If every single 10% of California Republicans were to move and spread out to swing states, we will win almost every single swing state for the next few elections. Okay, so that, that if don't people look at each battle like they, they consider fighting for LA, that's the battle, you know, and that, that's the war. No, no, it's not the war. There's one little battle. In this grand scheme of things. And you're going to want to pick out which battles can be won and which battles strategically can we easily win that will help win the overall war. The overall overall war would be to get a, a proper conservative into the presidency. Make sure we have conservative senators. Make sure we have conservative everything, mostly on the federal level. And also flipping swing states or flipping Democrat states. Um, that can be flipped red. That's 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 the the end goal of the war. And you're not going to win that war fighting for L.A. and California when you're going to be there for 80 years doing so. When you could move your resources literally a few miles away and actually do immediate good, immediate benefit. But hey, that's incredibly logical, and um, some people are going to disagree with that. But. You're wrong if you disagree with me because everything I say is completely 100% factual and correct because I'm the smartest person in the world. I'm only kidding. I'm only joking. So in the Rittenhouse trial, the Antifa member that Kyle shot admits that his handgun was illegally possessed. So this whole entire time, we got the left talking about how Kyle Rittenhouse's gun was illegally possessed because he was 17, not 18, even though there's some type of gray area in the law, which will be up to the jury to decide, I guess. But... This entire time, it was the guy that they were defending actually had an illegally possessed firearm. So let's use their logic against them and say, well, because Kyle crossed state lines, had a gun when he wasn't allowed to have a gun, apparently. Um, So, you know, the judge and jury to decide, I guess, on that one. It was actually the guy on their side that had an illegal firearm. So if we're going to use this logic that they're using, Kyle Rittenhouse is completely innocent. Because this guy had an illegal firearm. So just completely negate everything else about the case. Because that's the only thing that they care about, they want you to hear. But hey, left will be left, and they're just a sliding scale ideology. From the very beginning, one of the primary media narratives surrounding the Kenosha shooting uh, revolves around Kyle Rittenhouse allegedly possessing a firearm, uh, a rifle. Illegally, an illegal rifle. I love how this article is literally just saying, I didn't even read this article yet. Rittenhouse was not... Legally, uh, illegally possessing as per the exemption outlined in the Wisconsin statute allowing 17-year-olds to legally possess only rifles and shotguns. Ironically, Monday, the witness, Gage Grossing, whatever, uh, one of the men shot by Rittenhouse admits that the handgun he possessed and attempted to shoot Rittenhouse was still unlawfully possessed. When asked by the prosecutors if uh, he was armed that night, he admitted that he was. The prosecution then asked if he had a concealed carry permit, and he promptly responded with another yes. This is a shot of him with the gun. However, when asked if the permit was valid, he admitted that it in fact was not. At the time, his permit was expired, and was uh, and he was legally unable to possess and conceal his handgun. Many alleged that he is a felon and unable to possess for those reasons, 
he is not a felon and would be uh, would be able to possess if his permit was valid, but it was not. Oddly, it was the prosecutors that exposed his illegal possession and not Kyle's defense attorney. It seems like the, the prosecutors are doing so much in this case, literally blowing up their own case with the facts and the reality of the situation. But we all know the left doesn't care about that. They're just a mob. They got the media on their side, and they're going to frame everything as if they are right. Uh, right now, this seems like they're trying to frame stuff against the judge for the reason why they're losing. But literally from the horse's mouth, from the prosecution's own witnesses, uh, things are blowing up greatly in their face. Until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, then he fired. Correct. Oh, look at Bigger. Look at Bigger. Look at, the, look at Bigger. So I just played a clip for you guys that uh, the Antifa thug that um, aimed his gun at Kyle Rittenhouse was exposed by the prosecution, and he, he was their witness. And you can even see the prosecution in this video putting his hand over his head. Um, if you guys couldn't really hear what was being said, um, the Antifa thug admitted that Kyle Rittenhouse filed, fired in self-defense. Just look at the face of the prosecution. Now, they, um, they transcribed it on the bottom, so I'll, I'll read it out to you as it's playing. Uh, you were feet from him with the arms in the, in the air and never fired, correct? And he responded, uh, someone said, it, he said, it wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him with your gun, now your hands are down, pointed at him, that... That you fired. And correct. he says, correct. So, like, people are saying now that this should be the end of the trial. Honestly, this guy, this guy should be charged with a crime, which would probably happen after the trial. I personally think, I don't think this, this you're allowed to do this, but I personally think that maybe even the prosecution should be put on trial or something for charging Rittenhouse for political purposes. Apparently, this guy also wants $10 million from the state for the, for the damages that he, he endured. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't really seem like he should be even that good of a witness. because he, he, he would want himself to win. Um, but, hey, the, the truth will set you free. That's what happens when you accidentally tell the truth. And the prosecution, they look completely pissed. They know they just completely lost this case. Now, we just got to hope. That the jury is honest. If the jury is honest, Kyle Rittenhouse will be good. Maybe he'll get like a small misdemeanor charge for something, you know, related, but has nothing to do with, I guess, you know, the, I guess the the murder charges. Um, but we'll see how this plays out. Uh, it's very interesting. It's almost every single day. This is just the prosecution is just the gift that keeps on giving at this point. Um, just everything they're doing is just completely backfiring in their face. So. But there is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on mm. purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concerned. Those people are criminals. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they literally costed millions of lives. And, and should be treated as criminals as well, those who have done that. So this is the Pfizer CEO saying people who promote misinformation are criminals. Uh, they don't want you to question what they're forcing us to do.
So let's read. This is an article by CNBC. So let, let's see how honest this article is. People who spread misinformation on COVID-19 vaccines are criminals, Pfizer CEO said on Tuesday. They're criminals because they have literally cost millions of lives, he said. I don't know how many millions of people are dying from not getting the vaccine. Let's just be real with you guys. He, he said, life for many people can go back to normal once many of the unvaccinated get vaccinated. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Emperor, for allowing us to go back to work if we stick ourselves with the jab. People who spread misinformation on COVID vaccines are criminals and have caused millions of lives, as he has said, is speaking with Washington, D.C.-based think tank Atlanta Council. Uh, he said there are very small groups of people that purposefully circulate misinformation on the shots, misleading those who aren't, are already hesitant about getting vaccinated. Those people are criminals, he told them. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they literally cost millions of lives. So what is it? Are they criminals? Are they bad? Have they killed millions of people? But I guess they're not bad people, even though they killed millions of people, apparently to him. Uh, comments come as millions of eligible adults in the U.S. have yet to get vaccinated, even though the shot has been available for most Americans most of the year. Public health experts, I personally haven't even got a, get a, got a COVID test, and I've had COVID. I never even got a test. According to the survey published Monday uh, by the Whatever Family Foundation, more than three-quarters of U.S. adults either believe that they aren't sure about at least one of the eight false statements about COVID vaccines with unvaccinated adults and Republicans amongst the most likely to hold misconceptions. How about this? How about you, um, how about we have one of your doctors and one of our doctors go at a debate on a debate stage? And since you guys are all the facts and the logic and the reasoning, convince us as to why we should get vaccinated and why it's safe. But there's two different conversations going on here. Is the vaccine safe is one conversation, and should this be mandated and mandatory by, by the government, by federal and state and city governments, in order to function in society? Those are the two different debates. Me personally, I'm less concerned about the debate whether it's safe or not, because that should be up to the individual to decide. That should be up to the individual's doctor to help make that decision for the person because it's not a one-size-fits-all policy. On the other hand, should this be mandated? Is this a restriction of our freedoms? It is a restriction of your freedoms, and it should not be mandated, and it should be, and it is unconstitutional to do those mandates as such. That is an, that is what I believe the most important conversation to be had and the most important thing to fight, fight against. Because science versus science, you know, you can find science that goes your way, find science that goes the other way, look at numbers that go this way, look at numbers that go that way, whatever. It comes down to you as an individual for the most part when it comes to your health, but it comes to your own personal health. But something that you really, there really is no debate about is whether this is unconstitutional or not. It's something you can shoot down pretty easily. It's, it's black and it's more black and white. Let's continue reading. Among the fossils of the COVID vaccine contains microchips causing infertility and changing one's DNA. Okay. I don't know who believes that stuff. I occasionally see stupid stuff like that where uh, on the edge of the Q-tip that goes into your nose and implants a microchip in your brain. It's like, shut the heck up about that crap. Those are, that's a small number of extremely fringe radical people. And if you believe that and you're listening or watching this right now, I'm here to tell you right now, I'm telling you right now, there are no microchips at the end of the Q-tips going in your nose, and there's no microchips in the vaccine, okay? There are so many moving parts. There's so many people 
tied and connected to administering the vaccines, producing the vaccines, even the same thing with the Q-tips. There's so many people involved in that, and yet there's, there's, you, can't even, you can't even find one of these microchips. They literally, it's literally injected into hundreds of millions of people, and you can't even find me any of these microchips. You know what I mean? Come on. Come on, people. You make, you're making us look bad. One thing that stands between the way in life and the current situation, quite frankly, is hesitancy to the vaccine. That's what he says. Now, the one thing that's standing between life, standing between new way of life and the current way of life, what, what is the new way of, and the current way? Right now, it seems like the current way is restricted freedoms. The current way seems like forced vaccination. That seems to be the current way. And I don't want a new way. I want to go back to the way. I want to go back to the way things should be, not a new or current. Things should be just the way things should be, and that is freedom. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop a video like, subscribe to the notifications on every single day. This show is completely funded and supported by you guys. So if you're watching this live, drop a super chat, and in tomorrow's episode, tomorrow's live episode, I will shout you out and read off your super chat, answer a question if you have any questions. So please drop a super chat. Show is completely fun and supported by you guys. Also, become a YouTube channel member. That's probably even better. I'll even give you a shout out then as well. If you're on Facebook, uh, click that support button. And if you're listening or if you want to support me on Patreon, you can also go there, support me on Patreon. Um, if anyone, if you guys send me a dollar or become Patreon or become a member, any way, shape, or form, whatever. I will shout you out in the next episode. Um, even if you want to send me a message after supporting me or a question, I will answer them on the live show. So I'm trying to, you know, give you guys some value for supporting me, uh, some personal value. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop a video like, subscribe, to the post notifications on a new video every single day. If you can listen to Flips, the show, the Joey Saladin Show, and all the podcast apps. Peace out.